the warmth in our pastor's shoes. Just in case you don't know me, my name is Crystal Nazario, and today is Pastor's Appreciation Day. Any of you guys have been here for 10 years, 10 months. You may even start coming to Calvary just a few weeks ago. But do you really know who Pastor Victor is? Do you know what he likes? Do you know what he's accomplished? Uh, well, I'm about to take you guys on a journey, so follow me and uh, let's find out. My pastor is my encourager. My pastor is my teacher. He's my mentor. He's a spiritual father. Grandpa. He's the reason I'm still here. Not only is Pastor Victor my spiritual dad to me, he's my boss. He brings me great comfort. My counselor when I don't listen to the Holy Spirit. He's a shepherd. He's my role model. Also, the man that married me, baptized me, and presented our, our, our marriage our, 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 our so I'm going to show you guys a treat today, okay? We're actually in the basement of where my father works. Just in case you didn't know, he has a full-time job. Besides his pastoring, he, he manages a beautiful luxury building here in Manhattan. And I kind of wanted to show you his office so you can get a different perspective of what he does and who he is. So follow me. Doesn't look like much, but the cool thing is, is actually he built this with his own hands. There was no office here. So even though it's small, the paint on the walls, the sheetrock, everything, he did. So to let you guys know, he actually does great work with his hands. Also, if you guys look at this wall of fame right here, he has his certificates, awards of excellence, training in, in, the, in the Schwartzman school that he teaches at. Oh wait, you didn't know that either. He actually teaches like two or three times a week, besides him still being in school, getting more certificates, he's been actually teaching others to gain certificates in other areas of excellence. This dude is pretty legit. In Matthew 25, 14 through 30, it says, Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now, I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. 
the servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me the two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling his this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant, and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant, and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have in abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So let me ask you guys a question. Which one of these men is our pastor. And if you ask me, not only was his talents doubled, but they were tripled. Everything he's done in his life has been multiplied. Uh, whether it be family, him going and getting his doctorates, many people don't know that. He's a doctor, so we should technically be calling him Reverend, Apostle, Doctor, Pastor. I got confused. Anyway, that's impressive. So he's done a whole lot with his life, and we should all appreciate everything that he does and keeps on doing for us just so that we can continue having a successful and growing church. So I'm here and I'm wearing my Youth Ignited sweatshirt, props to Youth Ignited, but this is a vision and I don't think people really realize that because what if Pastor would have said no? Like, all right, for example, back in 1989, he was asked to take over Calvary Christian Fellowship by Aramis Torres. So what if my dad said, you know what, I don't want to be a pastor. I really wouldn't blame him, but Youth Ignited wouldn't be alive. Uh, Vessels of Honor, Seeds of Life Children's Ministry. Um, I can name so many more ministries that Calvary Christian Fellowship helped facilitate over and throughout the years. We even had the opportunity of even creating churches that have branched out all over the tri-state area and are now healthy big churches. Calvary Christian Fellowship was founded in 1984 by senior pastor Aramis Torres. My father started in Calvary as a deacon to later become an elder, then senior pastor. But this journey is not quite complete. Let's talk about who completes the man. None other than Gwendolyn Nazario. Pastor Gwendolyn Nazario was the second youngest out of eight children. Her mom was a beautiful yet stern Christian woman who raised her children not only to be strong, but strong in the Lord. For those who know my mom, she is one tough cookie, but she is a pillar of our household. She is like a rock that cannot be moved. Her strength is her beauty. 
Growing up, my mom taught us all about the Bible, just as her mom taught her. She instilled in us our Christian values and is the reason why we all fear and love the Lord today. Interesting trivia for those of you that may not know. My parents got married at the age of 19. They actually went to the same junior high school, Booker T. Washington, where at the age of 15 they found each other and started to court and four years later they were married. It was because of my grandmother that my parents gave their hearts to the Lord at the precious age of 15. He thought he was pursuing his future wife, which he did. However, he didn't know he was pursuing a future life with Christ. What have you said no to? What's your calling? So many people, they don't even say yes when God is telling them to do something. Whose blessing are you? Pastor Victor and Pastor Gwen bless so many just by accepting the call that God has given them, by taking the chance, the risk, by even saying yes all these years when opportunities look grim or when the church went from 150 to 30. Yes, people, this actually happened. But what are we saying no to? Whose blessing are you stealing by saying no to what God told you to do? Hmm, I think that's a question we should all think about and uh, maybe even change the answer to. What do you think? We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. We were made to be courageous. I want to introduce to you today the, speak, the keynote speaker for the night. Uh, a young man that we have seen come in here in one direction and leaving this house in a totally new direction, whose mindset has been totally transformed. S something that he never believed he could have seen himself do and become. I am so proud of Nate and to introduce to you our brother, one day minister, maybe pastor, Nate. <laughs> Can we just stand up and clap for these wonderful pastors that we got in this place? I'm a, I'm a little different from what you see every Sunday morning. I'm a lot more radical. I mean, we just give them a round of applause for all that they do. I mean, we wouldn't have this church if it wasn't for them. I mean, they, somebody had to stand up to the test and, 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 and fight the battles in the spirit and speak it out in faith. And you get this, you get something like this or something like that. Praise, come on, man. You can honor your pastors better than that. You guys, you guys go to clubs, you go to parties, you know, you dance, you get crazy, but you can't honor somebody that stands for God and stands for your calling and stands for your life. I mean, come on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
I thank you this morning. Something's going to happen. I don't know what it is. I'm on fire for God. I mean, I mean, I mean on fire. I'm filled right now. I want to let some of this go in Jesus' name. Pastor, you're smiling, but I know I see. Oh, I feel something. Look behind you. Just look. Just look. Just look. Just look. Look what you got. Your church is growing. I mean, you barely fit in this place anymore. And God is doing some amazing things. I mean, it's an acceleration in the spirit. And whenever pastor gets up here, I don't know if you noticed, we've been speaking about the love languages, but pastor has been talking in faith. I mean, we're serving a pastor that's been talking in faith. I mean, you know, when he comes up here, he's declaring something to you. And you guys might not be receiving it, but I'm going to open up your eyes this morning. It's time for you to receive it. This church is called. If it wasn't called, it would have been done a long time ago. A long time ago, there's life. We're having children ministering to our pastor. We're doing youth ignited stuff. I mean, there's life groups growing. There's people getting birthed out of this place. Not only that, there's miracles. Look at Lord as a walking miracle in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know, you, you guys come to church and you don't get excited, but somebody got to spark the plug, and I'm going to spark it today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, all around the world, we've been having all this trouble. In Turkey, there was, a, there was an earthquake. And in Thailand, there was a flood. And when we, we come to church, I'm tired. I'm tired. I went up to like four people today. I was on fire. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What's wrong? I'm tired. What's going on here? You know, there's people all around the world and floods and in earthquakes. And we talk about I'm tired. New York City is spoiled, people. We need to get back to where we need to be in God. I mean, and I don't blame you. I blame us because we're not teaching you how to stand and fight. It's our fault. Forgive us, but we're going to get there. Somebody say, we're going to get there. And when we get there, we ain't going back. Say it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's praise him in advance. Can you lift up a praise to your God? If you believe him, can you praise him in advance for your breakthrough? Can you praise him in advance for your breakthrough? Can you praise him in advance? Can you praise him in advance? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I praise you for my breakthrough. I praise you for my healing. I praise you for our new church. I praise you for the fire that you're lighting under us right now. I praise you in Jesus' name. I mean, some of you are new. You might not see this every day. But, but I'm telling you right now, God is accelerating. If this is your first time, it was a destiny to bring you here today. I believe that God is going to give you a word, that God is going to give you some fire, and you're going to be radical. And when you go home, you're going to tell your family about it. You're going to tell your mother about it. You're going to tell your friends. And guess what? Even if they don't. Praise him in advance one more time, one more time. Lift him up, lift him up in Jesus' name. There's a fire up in this place. I receive it. I believe it, Lord. I mean, if you're going to do something, do it now. Hallelujah. 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 I had went to this encounter this weekend. Minister Mickey blessed three people in this church to go. It was a blessing. It was with Pastor Mike. It was so much... Uh, People came in heavy in that place. I mean, heavy. When I, when I look at them, because I got a discernment, and I see some right now that's going to get uh, quick. But, 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 but they came heavy, heavy. And when they came heavy, right, they left free. 
I mean, God moved, I'm telling you, moved like crazy. And he told me to say that that was just the beginning, the beginning of what he's getting ready to do with the people of God. I mean, we have dominion in this world. And if we decree and declare that the enemy has no in Jesus' name. Woo! I got to get on fire for God. I mean, this church, this church is called, called in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. There's a fire in this place. How many of y'all received that today? Receive the fire of God. Hallelujah. 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 I mean, there's people that came in there, prostitutes, I mean, homeless people, and they came in with so many burdens. And God said, listen, you ain't going to come in the same. I mean, you're not going to leave the same way you came in. You're going to come out relieved, stress-free, tired no more, delivered, handsome, cute, pretty. I don't care what it is. God is going to give it to you today if you receive it by faith. Hallelujah. In this place. Sorry, Julio, if I broke your glasses. I don't know where they are. They're right there. They're good. But, but there, was, there, was, there, was, there was a testimony that I want to give today. Yeah, y'all going to receive this testimony? I had shared the room. I didn't know why I went because I already had my encounter with God, as you can see. I mean, I'm saved and transformed. But I went and I said, Lord, why are you bringing me to? I don't really know why you're bringing me to this place. I don't know. And there was this dude. I'm talking about like 6'3". Big guy. I'm a small dude, 5'4". You know, I'm not that big. He's like about 320 pounds. But, but, but what happened was that that night after the first night we went in, we went inside the room and, and something led me to the living room. Miguel fell asleep on me. It's okay. But as I went into the living room, right, God started impressing in me, just talk to him. So as he started to share his testimony, he started speaking about how he was married with a woman and, and he had two kids, right? And, and then he's such a humble guy, tender. You can tell, you ever seen like a big tall teddy bear? Something like that, like Lucas. You know, when you look at him, you just want to hug him and squeeze his cheeks. Something like that. So tender, he'll talk to you so nice and you'll look like, how, how can somebody treat you so mean? I mean, his wife divorced him and left him for another man that worked in a laundromat. And this guy had a wonderful job. And then I was sitting there going, 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 going to the retreat, right? And I was like, Lord, my life is all messed up. I don't understand. I got a hard job. I'm tired of working nine hours. And then there goes this guy, and he starts to tell me how his wife divorced him. And he's still standing in the things of God. And I sit there, how do you do it? How do you praise God through the storm? How do you do it? Right? And I'm, and, I, and I'm sitting there, and he starts to take our photos of his two beautiful children. And then I tell him, listen, sit down. Let's pray. Let's pray. Put your hands on them kids, and I'm going to declare that God will bring them back into your life. Amen. We got to start getting radical in this place. I'm going to get to the word because I just start to talk and lose myself. But, but I'm going to read from Matthew 4. We're going to get ready because as we get ready, we got to get equipped. No, no, keep standing. No, don't sit down. Come on. You guys do enough sitting down throughout the week. Let's, let's stay strong now. Now we're going to stay strong. Stay standing. Here we go. Matthew 4.11. Pastor, you some glasses? I got some glasses right here. They're Julio's, but I don't know they're going to work. Okay. All right. All right. God is going to show us some stuff right now. Because we got to learn how to stand. I believe that. Next, Jesus was taken into the wild by the spirit for the test. Somebody say test. The devil was ready to give it. Somebody say ready to give it. How many of you know that the devil was ready to give you a test? 
Jesus prepared for the test by fasting 40 days and 40 nights that left him, of course, in a state of extreme hunger, which the devil took advantage of in the first test. How many of you know that the enemy knows your weaknesses? He's watched you from, from birth all the way to you are now. He knows where to hit you. Don't sit up here and talk about, I'm strong in the Lord. Da, 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 da. Listen, he knows where to hit you. He knows where to hit you. The, so it says here, which he was hungry, which the devil took advantage of the first test. Since you are God's son, speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. Jesus answers by quoting Deuteronomy. I'm sorry, I'm reading from the Message Bible, y'all, so give me some, some time. Deuteronomy, it takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Somebody say, God's mouth. For the second test that the devil took to the holy city, he sat on top of the temple and said, Since you are God's son, jump. The devil gobbed by quoting Psalms 91. How many of you know that the devil knows the Bible? He knows it. He knows it. Don't sit here and be blinded by that. I'm going to tell you the truth this morning. Amen. He has placed you in the care of angels. They will catch you so that you won't so much as stub your toe on a stone. Jesus countered. Somebody say counter with another situation from Deuteronomy. Don't dare test the Lord your God. For the third test, the devil took him to speak, a, to speak of a huge mountain. He gastered ex expensively, pointing out all the earth's kingdom, how glorious they all were. Then he said, they're yours, lock, stock, and barrel. Just go down on your knees and worship me, and they're yours. Jesus refused, was caught. Be beat it, Satan. He backed with his rebuke. <laughs> he backed with his rebuke. The third quotation from Deuteronomy, worship the Lord thy God and only him. Serve him with your absolute single heartiness. The test was over. The devil left in his place. Angels, angels took care of Jesus' needs. Let us pray. Let us pray. Lord, we come before you this morning. Father God, giving you all the glory, honor, and praise in advance. Father God, and we pray right now and we declare it that you will give us the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding to come and fight the test that the enemy has for us today. Father God, we're not going to come the same way we leave. We're going to leave filled, we're going to leave strong, and we're going to leave with the word of God this morning. And Lord, we thank you for equipping us this Sunday morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may sit down in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you ever been in a place of temptation, of great trial and test? I mean, you got to think about this, this, this scripture right here. It speaks about how when Jesus went into the wilderness, before he went into the wilderness, he was first baptized in the Holy Spirit. But when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, something happened when he came up out of the water. What happened? What happened? God ripped over in the heavenlies and spoke out. This is Jesus, my son, who I am well pleased. How many of you have had an encounter with God? But not quite like that. Only time in the Bible when God ever opened up the heavens to speak to his son, just to give him the confirmation that this is my son on earth, that who I am pleased in Jesus. Because Jesus was called to do something that man cannot do. See, we can't do things on our own strength. We can only do things through Jesus and the power of his blood. So then, therefore, we have to understand that Jesus can stand a trial. Come on. I'm going to let this loose. How many of you were tempted sometimes to buy a pair of shoes or, or, or to steal somebody's parking spot? 
My wife does that all the time. I tell the Lord the blood over my car. You know? <laughs> I mean, I don't be tempted. I don't mean tempted to do that. I mean tempted to do some real harsh things. Like leave your family. Get a divorce. I mean, walk out on your whole life and just say I quit and commit suicide. How many of you have ever been tempted with that kind of stuff? How many of you have ever been tempted with that kind of stuff? Keep it real. This is church. It's a healing place. And if you're going through, you need to get healed in Jesus' name. I mean, I mean, your problems of not facing and giving up life and taking it away. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness after his first greatest encounter with God. I mean, when you encounter God, you, you're going to get attacked. I mean, it's just going to happen. Or when you're doing something good for God, they're going to get attacked. It's just going to happen. But, but when you get attacked, you have to learn how to fight. Say with me, learn how to fight. When he was baptized into the water, you know, he came out. I said that already. God showed the world that he was Jesus. Uh huh. Right after his greatest moment, uh, the Lord and the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. Um, okay, let's go. Let's go. I was moving too quick. Okay. What do you do when those trials come? I mean, I've been in church, and I've seen people, right, come to the altar, get healed, right, and get delivered, and then they go out, and you never see them for like about two weeks, three weeks. Do any of you ever ask yourself why I haven't seen my brother or my sister in two to three weeks? I mean, you just had your greatest encounter with God, and then we don't see you for two weeks. It's kind of scary. What do you do when the music stops? When this worship stops and you go home? What do you do? What do you do when you come to church tired? What do you do when you're tired of life and you just feel like you just can't go on anymore? Because I know that it's real. I felt it before. It comes over you. It's, it's heavy. And you got to learn how to get that off of you. These are, this is real stuff. Ministry is for real. Church is real. I mean, I seen some amazing stuff this week, and it kind of it messed me up for a very long time. I'm good, right? Let's go to James 1.12. You got that one, Julio? James 1.12. When you have a say amen. You know, and when those tests come, and those trials come in your life, and you start to question, like, Lord, why? You know, why after I give my tithes, I'm broke, and then the bill comes in the mail? I should have never gave that tithe. Don't, come on, come on. Y'all gonna keep it real, keep it real. What happens after you done gave your testimony to a person and then, you know, they, they, they delivered from what they're going through, but then you're dealing with your mess? What do you do? I know, baby, thank you. What do you do? Everybody has that verse, say amen. amen. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward. When you endure the testing and temptation, there's a reward for that. Do you know that? I mean, you just didn't come to church just to come to church. You came to church because you believe that there's a reward that's going to come when you come to church. Right? There's a feeling that you need. You need to get filled with something. There's something that needs you to break loose out of your life. And that's why you come to church. You don't come here just to play games. You come here to receive something. Amen? Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those that love him. Think about that for a little minute. 
How many of you came out to church and screamed out, Lord, Lord, I want to please you. Lord, for I love you. I know that I'm ready. But the minute that something comes up and you get afflicted with Peterism. I had to write that down. I couldn't remember that part. You know what Peterism is? I'm going to break it down for you. It was when Jesus told him, listen, when the rooster rooster crows three times, you're not going to remember who I am. You're just going to deny me. How many of you come to church, leave church, go home, and somebody asks you, what did you do today? Nothing. I ain't do nothing. But then you sit here and you raise your hands and you say, hi, God bless you, my brother. Hey, God bless you, my sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And you leave and you just forget all about God. But God has a reward for those who are tested and endure that test. Who stand up and say, yes, I know who God is. That's my father. That's my Ave. That's my Abba. I believe in my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There was a reward and it's called the crown of life. Jesus did not only talk the talk, he walked the walk. He followed up with what he meant, what he said, and he was the way, the truth, and the light. And nobody can make it through God if it's not through him. How do you know that this morning? If you came to, to church and you want to know who God is, you can only go through to God. If, if it's not going through Jesus, you got to go through Jesus first. You got to come here and confess, I'm a sinner, Lord. I need help. That ain't easy to do, I know. But when you do it, you're going to reap the reward. Hallelujah. I sense something. Say something is about to break. Hmm. Jesus was tempted not for pleasure, but for our pleasure. He was tempted because we are weak to go against the enemy alone. But Jesus showed that he can persevere through some tests. He used the test as a stepping stone. How many of you have used some tests in life as a stepping stone? I believe that my pastor used some tests in life. As a stepping stone. Because we're reaping the benefits. I came to church five years ago. And now I'm reaping the benefits. I came in here broken, lost, and confused. But now I'm reaping the benefits. How many of you want to reap a benefit this morning? Who wants to receive it? Come on. Let me see. Let me see how bad you want it. Let me see. Let me see. Hmm. By faith, by faith. If you want it, you got to have it by faith. By faith, by faith. Jesus. When I was younger, I didn't come into a fight with just my hands. I mean, sometimes I fought fair, but I was a dirty fighter. I was a young dude, crazy, but every single time I got into a fight, for some reason, these guys was a lot more taller than I was. I don't know if it was because I had small legs or something. I really don't know. But I know there was a lot more taller than I was. So I was a dirty fighter. Dirty. I pick up a bottle, bloop, bing, or I might kick you with a sun don't shine. I might do something crazy. But how many of you know that you got to be like that in the spirit too? You got to learn how to grab a scripture and stand and fight by speaking the word of God. Better is he that is in me than he that is in the world. My weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through Jesus for the pulling down of strongholds. Woo! The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. 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 You receive that? The joy of the Lord is my strength.
this is passion right here, people. And wherever there's passion, there's power. The power of God is in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. How many of you have ever been in a flood by the enemy? I mean, talking about problem here, problem there, problem here, problem there, problem here, problem there. But how many of you know if you open up your mouth and give God the praise that he rightfully deserves, he will fight on your behalf. He will fight on your behalf. He will fight on your behalf. He'll send warring angels, legions of angels to come and fight on your behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. And there needs to be healing. You need to open up your mouth and tell, Lord, by the stripes I'm healed. Jesus. Jesus, I wish we had time. I'll show you. I'll show you the video of Passion of the Christ when he was whipped so many times, like about 30 some times just for your healing. Or when he was nailed on the cross for your sins, each hand carried the sins of man. He died for you. For you, for your circumstance, for your family, for your brother, for your sister, for your situation. And then you're sitting there, I'm going to church, I'm going to church, I'm going to church. When God is saying, hurry up and get passionate about the things of God so I can bring back the people and set the captives free in this place. Hallelujah. 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 I'm hyped today. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for God. I'm hyped for God. God loves a man slash woman. Who can stand against the enemy. Who can stand against the enemy. He goes, if you can stand against the enemy, then I can use you. I can use you. If you can go against some ties that the enemy brings, I can use you. I can use you. I can use you. But you got to know your word. Open up your Bible and start to read the scriptures. Hallelujah. Who would have ever thought that a dude from the street would come in here and preach the gospel with some passion. Hallelujah. Because God can set you free and renew your mind. Romans 12, 12. For he shall not be conformed to the things of the world, but shall be transformed by the renewal of the mind. Hallelujah. I'm going to speak the scriptures in faith. Hallelujah. I see it already. I see it already. I see somebody transformed already. There's something going to happen. I don't know what it is, but some of you are going to get delivered from some stuff. If it might not be today, it might be in the life group. But you better go and get what you need to get from God. I can't give it to you. But through God, by faith, you can receive your blessing. Jesus showed that even being tired, Tired. Some of y'all came in here, I'm tired, Nay. I'm tired, Nay. I'm tired of my job. I'm tired of my life. I'm tired of my husband because he don't wash dishes. And then the dudes, I'm tired of my wife because she don't want to scratch my back. These are stupidities, people. Wake up. Wake up. Tell your spirit to wake up right now. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Start to get passionate. Come on, man. This church should have been filled a long time ago. He's waiting on us. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Jerry, you the man. I appreciate you and everything you do, Jerry. Hallelujah. Fasting 40 days and 40 nights in the sun exhausted. How many of you have ever walked through Fordham Road or, or East Tremont in the blistering sun? How, how hot does it get? I mean, I know I'm sweating now, but I sweat more when I'm in the sun. And God fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And what did he do to fight against the enemy? He used the word of God that has the power to break chains and deliver. Hallelujah. If you just would 
Can you open up your mouth right now and say, Lord, I receive my blessing? You don't need your hands and your feet. You need to open up your mouth and speak to your situation. Lord, I speak to my wallet. Lord, I speak to my job. Lord, I speak to my brother in Christ. Lord, I speak to my wife. I speak to my divorce. I speak to it and I call it forth in Jesus' name. I mean, come on. Some of y'all have been going through some situations in marriages. And I see you. I come in all heavy. You don't even want to stand next to each other. That's not what God intended for your marriage. You better wake up. That's the enemy. That's the smoke screen. Wake that and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Stand, stand, stand and bleed the blood over your marriage in Jesus' name. Come on, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Some of y'all have been trying to fight an invisible enemy with physical hands. I can't hit the enemy like this. I got to go. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I don't know where you at, but I plead the blood in this place. Man. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus didn't call 911. Or 311, or 411, or 111. He didn't call an angel. He didn't call anything. He called forth the word of God. Oh, man. You're not getting it yet. But that's all right, though. You got it? Say a couple of scriptures out loud right now. Say a couple of scriptures out loud right now. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Decree it. Decree it. Say it right now. If you know a scripture, say it right now. Speak it up to God. Speak it up to God. Hallelujah. God is doing some stuff in this church, and we need to break this thing that's been trying to keep us contained. We need to break it that's trying to keep us contained. We need to fight in one mind and one accord and break the enemy's chain over this church so we can get released and be birthed into our new place. And that doesn't come by fighting or by stacking money in your pocket. That comes by praying, fasting, seeking God, rebuking the devil, and standing on the promises of the Lord. Ah, Jesus. Job 23.10. Can you go to Job 23.10? We want to know. We want to know. We want to know, Lord, this morning. We want to know this morning. We want to know this morning. If the body has it, say amen. 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 Pastor, get ready because I feel the fire on you, Lord. I I feel it on you, Pastor. I mean, you're not even giving up, and it's crazy. I can't. I'm not going to get there yet. But he who knows where I'm going. And when he has tested me, I will come out pure as gold, for I have stayed on the paths of God. How many of you know that God knows the path that you take, the steps that you take, and he has tested you? But after the test, you will come out as pure. Hallelujah. 
Lourdes, what do you think, Lourdes? Pure as gold? I believe it. I, I see gold kidneys right here in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm declaring that. I'm declaring that in faith. By faith in Jesus' name. I mean, some of y'all need to talk in faith. Even if you don't see it, speak it. Because, and you got to tell somebody about it. Minister Lou, I see you with a house. I don't even think you're going to be in a condo anymore. When you get it, let me know because I want to know that this world come forth. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 See, sometimes you got to open up your mouth and tell somebody what you're thinking. Because when it happens, you want to make sure that you got a witness. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. 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 And that's what pastor's doing. He's telling you his vision. He's giving you his vision. He's giving you his dream. He's telling you what God has been showing him. And all you got to do is be a witness to what God is getting ready to do. Hold on. Sometimes you just got to run. You just got to run. Stop asking questions. But pastor, why do you see this? And what am I going to be doing? Just run. Get yourself, get your stuff, and run. And if you make a mistake, you get corrected, run. I'm wearing jeans in a Sunday service. Run. Thank you, Lord. I don't wear slacks, but I wear jeans, and God is still moving in this place. Oh, show the Laboco shit. Oh, it's not about what you wear. It's about the heart. Hallelujah. But he knows the steps that I take, and after he has tried me, I shall come out pure as gold. I shall come out pure as gold. Elder, do you feel that? I shall come out as pure as gold. I'm hype. He ain't gonna die of cancer. He's gonna come out pure as gold. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Say it again. That's right. Speak it in faith. Speak it in faith. That's right. That's right. That's how y'all got to be. Y'all got to talk to the situation in faith. Even if you look crazy and dumb and stupid. Even if he does pass away, you still got to declare it in faith. Because you don't know what God is going to do. And you know what? Once he gets saved and once he becomes healed by faith, let him come here and give you the testimony. Because I believe that some of him is going to be the witness to what he's declaring right now. Because he spoke it by faith. He spoke about faith. See, Jesus, Jesus didn't say, devil, can you leave me alone? Jesus said, no, the word says, by faith. And what the enemy did? Pew! Oh, God. How do you make gold pure? I need a teacher. I need, oh, say it again. Say it again. Okay. That's right. You can only make gold pure by fire. God never promised that you wouldn't go through a fire. But he did promise that he'll be the thermostat in the fire. And when things get too hot and too crazy, he's going to go in the fire and pull you out. Pull you out. And bring you to safety in Jesus' name. Because he knows the steps that you take. He knows the steps that you take. He knows the steps that you take. And when things get a little too crazy, there goes God. Hallelujah. Wrap me in your arms. Fred, I love you. I love you. And I want you to receive God today. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Fred. I'm talking to you, Fred. I love you, Fred. I love you, Fred. And last thing I want to do is see you go and you want to accept Jesus. 
I want you to serve God. You're so smart. You got so much to offer to this body. You got talents. You got skills. I want you to be birthed out of this place. God promised us. Thank you. I receive it. God promised us that he would never leave us. Say it again. He would never leave us, no? Never leave us, no? Never leave us, no? He ain't going to leave you in the fire and just forget about you. God has a promise over your life. He spoke a word into your life. And it's going to come forth in Jesus' name. But you got to speak to it. You got to remind God, Lord, you gave me this word 10 years ago. And I believe still that you're going to give it to me now. You told my dad that he was going to serve you, Lord. I'm believing it now that he's going to come to your kingdom. My husband is going to stop drinking and smoking. He's going to come to the kingdom. My wallet is going to stop being empty. It's going to come to the kingdom, Lord. Finances is going to come my way because you told me I was going to be rich. Oh, you told me and I'm speaking it in faith still. You told Calvary Christian Fellowship that we are going to be big, humongous, radical believers of God. And we believe it in faith today in Jesus' name. Telling you, I don't even feel the same. I don't even look the same. When you come to God, God changed you. You don't change him. He changed you. You don't change him. You don't tell God what to do. He tells you what to do, and you act in obedience, and you receive the reward, the crown of life. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know who I'm talking to. But some of you have been trying to change God's mind for years, and God is saying, I ain't going to change. You going to change. How many of y'all know that if God speaks something, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Tell your neighbor it's going to happen. Latasha, if God had told you that your boyfriend is going to be 6'9", your husband is going to be 6'9", it's going to happen. If it was really of the Lord, you're going to have your man, and you're going to be running down the altar like this, and you're going to say, the Lord blessed me with my word, he blessed me with my promise, he gave me my promise, and I believed him, and I stood steadfast in the things of the Lord, and he never left me nor forsake me. Yeah, I had some hard times, yeah, I had some hard times, yeah, I had some hard times, but I stood the test, and I came out pure as gold. Lord, don't hold me back. I rebuke you. In the book of Ephesians, 612, can y'all go to this? I, I want to show y'all something. This is something that we should really focus on as believers because you got to understand that, that, that there's something out to kill you. I mean, there's something out to destroy you. There's something out to break your marriage. There's something out to break your home. There's something out to break you in the job and break you while you're on the train and break you while you're on the way to the train, break you while you're in your car, people flicking you off. I mean, there's something out there that wants to destroy you. Once God has given you a promise, once you have decided to serve the Lord, there's something out there that wants to destroy you. And if you don't know what that thing is, let me open up your eyes right now, right now.
right now in Jesus' name. I mean, some of y'all don't think about some of the crazy stuff that happens on TV, but most of the stuff be real. I mean, when you look at some of the things that happen, people be walking around. I mean, that stuff is for real. There's really people out here tormented and really getting sick and they vomit every single day because something is inside of them that won't let them go because they're trying to keep them away from what God really has in store for their life. And if you don't understand, if, if they don't get set free, somebody else is in the same bind because they're not set free yet. So the quicker you guys open up your eyes to some of the stuff that's in this word, you, you guys won't be able to release the people that are out there to come in here and do what I'm doing now. If we had a couple of more Pastor Victors in this world, the world would be a better place. If we had a couple of more wives like Pastor Gwen, the world would be a better place. If we had a couple of more wives like Delma and Minky that stand beside their husband, forgive me if I don't say your name, like E. Rose, that stand beside your husband, even through a storm, the world will be a better place. But it takes for you to speak the word of God to the situation. Whenever it comes in, you got to understand that the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. We're living in a time where we're living right ain't cool. It's not cool to be like Pastor Victor. You understand? It's not cool to do the things of God. I'd rather go to the club and dance. That's cool. Drink my Moscato and my Remy Martin and all that. That's cool. That makes me feel good. But when you wake up, you got a hangover and you're saying, Lord, never again, Lord. Never again, Lord. I learned a long time ago that I can't make it to where I want to be if I stay in the hood. I'm still in the hood, but I have faith that I'm going to get out. And when God lets me out, I'm going to go back to the hood, and I'm going to preach the word of God, and I'm going to tell the people, set my captives free. I mean, let, let the people of God go because they need to be serving God. I mean, they need to be in the church. They need to be prophesying over our children and over our marriages. They need to, you know, there's some people out there that are the next T.D. Jakes that are the next Pastor Vixen Rosario, that are the next Pastor Gwendolyn. Come on, there's some people out there that have gifts. They have gifts. I mean, look at these people in the music industry that sing for the enemy with beautiful voices. But if we were just to stay steadfast in prayer and bow our knees and start to intercede for them, maybe God can do something on their behalf. And they could come back to the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Come on, let's read this real quick because God is getting ready to do something with somebody in here. In the book of Ephesians, it tells us, I'm going to read it from here. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of unseen worlds, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in these heavenly places. The fight that you're fighting is unseen. You don't see it, but it's happening. Your job is really not to see it. It's to speak to it. Since you can't see something, you got to speak to it. You might not see situations in your life right now, but you got to speak to it by faith. By faith. We are always getting attacked. We are always getting tested. There's an enemy working, trying to destroy us and what we believe in. That's why I serve my pastors. I'm going to break this down, and I hope there's some tears right now. I serve my pastors not because they look cool. I come from the streets. I can't serve just anybody. I'm sorry. I can't serve just anybody. I've never been a follower. I've always been my own man. So when I came to ministry, God put me in the perfect place. He put me in the way of these two pastors right here. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they know how to stand in a test. 
I mean, think about it. 30 years pastoring. 30 years. There's people in here that haven't been to church 30 days straight. But they've been doing it for 30 years. That's a very long time. You're tired. They're tired. They've been fighting on your behalf for 30 years. I mean, appreciation day ain't a regular thing. It's something that you should do with gratitude and honor towards them. They're a gift from God. Every good and perfect gift cometh from the Father of lights. And this is a good and perfect gift for this ministry. I can't serve somebody that gets hit and doesn't get back up. I hope there's no punks in here. I want to see real people right now. You serve a pastor. Come on. It's like seeing Jesus kind of when you look at him. Because people think that Jesus is all crazy and he's all weak. But you don't understand the power that Jesus got. You don't understand the power that God gave him and her. They have stood through some tests. They have stood, they have stood through some trials, through some battles through some fires and they stood here. Pastor Victor could easily be serving in a bigger church. He could easily be serving anywhere else. People always talk about our pastor wherever I go. Pastor Victor Nazario is a humble man. He's a man that have good integrity. That's what they tell me. Yesterday they was boasting about my own pastor and I'm saying, can I get some room to boast about him too? I mean, please. It's my boy. You're the man, Pastor. You're the man, Pastor Gwen. Thank you for all the hard work that you do. I said something wrong? Um, you're the woman. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. 30 years, man, and they still here strong, speaking faith into their body, into their body of Christ. They stay steadfast for God. If you can serve under anybody, this is the people you need to serve under. People that can stand the test. People that can stay married. How many years married? 33 years married. That was when Jesus started his ministry. That's a prophetic word. Isaiah, wake up. God is waiting on you, brother. Stop playing games. You know, God has been doing some stuff in their life. And God has been giving them dreams and visions. And when they tell you to do something, don't ask why. Just run. Just run. You got to trust wisdom and knowledge. You got to trust somebody that's been through a trial. Somebody that's been through some fights. I mean, some of y'all have been on the defensive for so long. But you don't understand that being on the defense in the spirit is a bad thing. Like this? That's a bad thing. You guys have to learn how to be in the offense. In the offense. At all times. In ready, be ready in season and learn the word. Learn the word. Learn the word. Learn the word. Go to Galatians 6, 9, and after this, I'm out of Yahweh. I'm going home to my wife. I haven't seen her in three days. I need to catch up. 
Actually, no, I got two more things. I want y'all to read this out loud. Let's do it in concert. Can we do it in concert? Because I know some of us don't got good voices, and I don't want to sound one high and one low, so we got to do it all together. Let's do it in concert. One, two, three. Some of y'all need to take this, cut it out your Bible, and staple it wherever you look at every single day. Don't give up. Jesus didn't give up in his hardest circumstances. Pastor didn't give up even after his church got burned down. And his members went from like 300 all the way down to like 30 members. And we're preaching to the choir for like three years straight. It's about time we get loose. We haven't given up. You have to understand, Calvary Christian Fellowship has not given up up it says at the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing